Welcome to the Lazy People Podcast, the podcast about all things technology and people and technology in Belgium, of course, from outside of Belgium. My name is Errol Baikal, and I'm here with my co-host, Metzian. Welcome to the show. Today with us, Miguel Fernandez, who will be taking us through um, the description of what a uh, good product team would look like. Is that correct, Miguel? Yeah, it's uh, correct. Hello, Adol. Hello, Matt. Thank hey, you welcome to for show. having me today. Uh, you're Miguel, very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, so can you briefly explain to us who uh, Miguel Fernandez is? Well, uh, Miguel Fernandez is a product owner working for Unifly right now. I studied surveying engineering in my city, Valencia, very sunny, very hot in Spain. And also I continue my studies in Milano, in Italy. And then I came, actually I have uh, I have two choices, right? Uh, coming to Belgium, which I thought was, Antwerp was part of Germany, and uh, then uh, <laughs> Uruguay. So yeah, basically I was, I choose Belgium because of the It's pretty time much the same then. thing, Miguel. Uh, the Uruguay or Antwerp, it's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close, right? So I say, okay, same colors it's of the flag, close. more or less, okay. So then I decided the Antwerp is closer, one hour, one five flight. Uruguay was 12 hours. I'm not very fan of our planes. Say, so, okay, let's go with uh, with Antwerp in Germany. So, in Germany, then... yeah. <laughs> so, By the way, right. for our listeners from abroad, Antwerp is in Belgium. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's just... Uh, yeah. well, the good thing you didn't end up in uh, Berlin, in Belgium. Huh? Berlin, Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got the, the pilot brought me to the right city, otherwise... Uh... But you, you think it's funny, but... Um, it is really like that. Like when I went to uh, Toronto as an exchange student, people are like, oh, Belgium, isn't that the capital of Brussels? <laughs> you, know, you hear that because in your own country, uh, or I, I met an exchange student from Vietnam many years ago uh, when I was studying in Leuven. And he's like, yeah, I, I got picked for Belgium and I had to look it up where it was because you know, he doesn't even know it's a country. But okay, before the, you know, so Miguel Fernandez, you end up in Antwerp. You, you still studied here or? No, I came here for work. I finished my studies in Italy, so I was hired by a company. Uh, then I started working as a project manager for five years. Then, okay, project management didn't uh, appeal too much to me, actually. Then I decided to change to, to product. And then, yeah, I, I took this path moving from project to product, which is quite interesting. So yeah, still learning a lot, of course, growing and learning new things every day. Yeah. Um, so you have a, you brought us a topic for today. Yes, I would like to talk about the principles of strong product teams. The principle so. of strong product teams. So uh, let's, let's take it off like uh like take off at a general angle here um what's a product team i know it's a very weird question yeah. but no, what is what question. is a team that's not a product team like let's define that first yeah okay so a product team for sure is not a project team or a squad and what do i mean with that a product team i see as a, a long-term team that bring together 
different set of, of skills and responsibilities and they feel real ownership. And I want to emphasize this word ownership for, for a product or at least a, a part of it. So ownership can only be present if the team feels that they are creating their thing, you know, rather than, yeah, just build something that somebody asks you to do. But the so, anti of this is for you then a project team or? What do you mean? So, you know, one of my questions, like, what makes a team a product team versus, you know, what a team that's not a product team, what is it? Uh, is it like just a team or, you know, you, you mentioned project team. So I'm trying to have a mental image of, you know, what's the difference between like a, a regular team of developers, you know, um, designers, et cetera, versus a product one. And you said, you know, ownership and long-term is important mm -hmm. in, in the product one. So what is the anti of this? Like, what's the complement or the the exact opposite of, of what we're talking about? Well, you have for one side the product team. For me, it's people that they try to solve problems for the business. And then you have the project, which just they are sitting together or working together for a certain period of time. Like, okay, you need to do this project one year. Okay, then you compose the team, project is finished, we change. Product is long-term. You try to create some experience. You expect from those people to innovate based on the experience that they are creating or they are learning together. And then specifically, not just build features, have a purpose behind which is solving problems to to the customers or to the, to the users, if you will. Okay. I don't know if it's a bit more clear or I create even more uh, fast with that. Um, uh, okay, let me try and um, recap that and you tell me if I got it right or wrong. Okay, so we can explore this together. So it is the, the product team as opposed to the project team is a long-term team. And because it's a long-term team that doesn't focus on specific features, but on a vision, they also have more ownership over what they do versus the project team is a shorter lived one that might be brought together to uh, pump out a certain feature or a certain project. Um, uh, that's about what I got. Yeah, you nail it. You, you should be product manager or product owner. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me make it a bit more complex then because I do understand what you describe. And it does make sense. Um, but I'm going to add a bit of philosophy to this. What does it mean then if you if you say, let's suppose you have a team, a product team, but then this team keeps changing. Meaning you drop a person today, you add someone new tomorrow, uh, and it doesn't end up being the same team. Uh, or let's suppose at some point you say, I'm gonna, I want to ramp up. I'm going to have a team of five people. I'm going to make it a team of 10 temporarily, and then it will go back down to five. Is this still a product team? Or if you change elements or people, um, what, what do you think would still keep it a team or does it does, that would make it a team? I mean, can we put some <laughs> quantifiable uh, items there? Well, we can, if you want, we can start describing what uh, I see as a product team. So the composition of the team itself and then we can talk about what happened when you change too often these team members. I, th I think that would, yeah, I think that would answer it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's easy. Eh? Uh, the composition of the of the product team. We have to go to the famous phrase of uh, Jeff Bezos about the 
two pizza rule. So no team should be larger than the number of people that can be fed by two large pizzas. So how do we translate that? Well, for one side, we have the product manager or product owner, who basically is the person who, who is in charge of maximizing the, the product, let's say, to, to bring the vision to the team. Then you have the product designer. Uh, you have, I think, uh, Kevin, a few sessions ago, which he described very good what is a product designer. Then you have the engineers, somewhere around eight engineers. If they don't eat too much, you can push till 10. So it's going to be somewhere between eight and 10, let's say, fit engineers. Let's put it in that way. And then if you yeah, if you are big enough or, or advanced, let's say, you can have also people like uh, product marketing manager, automaton engineers, user researcher, data analyst. I mean, you can make the team as big as you. But general rule, let's say, 12 people. So this is the composition of a product team. So what and do it's you very want? very engineer heavy. Normally, yes, because they are your, your power. They are the persons who are going to deliver your vision, let's say. So you have, I don't know, 10 product analysts and then one engineer. Yeah, okay. The balance is not very according, let's say. So you want mm -hmm. power there to deliver. Then, okay, what happens if you change so often the engineers, let's say? Well, first of all, I think that uh, the team is built in relationships. Let's say they work together, they know each other, they are, they know their, their pros and cons, let's say, their strong points and their weak points. So they are building this team feeling. If you change too much, they don't have time for learning. They don't have time for getting the experience, not only of the product, also they don't know each other and you lose a bit this innovation that we were talking. So nowadays, the, the big fish doesn't eat the, the small fish. Today, the fast fish eats the slow fish. So it's very important to have this kind of con, yeah, constant iteration, let's say, and this can be achieved only if you have a a, a good foundation in the team. And you don't change the team every week. You can see, we can go to sports. Eh? You can see, for example, Barcelona, Football Club Barcelona. They won everything with Guardiola, not because they match Messi, Busquets, Iniesta. No, because they know each other since they were five years old. So they won everything because they know each other, not for other reason. I put also I a bit of makes, philosophy here, you know? So, I think it makes <laughs> sense. I mean, it's... Um... To be honest with you, um, same for myself, when I, um, when I look at my colleagues and the team I work with, I always tend to, um, um, I think it always helps when you have that good um, uh, accord Synergy. Uh, relationship. Yeah, when you know other people. So certain things fall into the second nature. You don't have to ask about it. You know it. You know how the other one's going to behave. You know how they're going to approach certain uh, issue. Um, and you, you definitely... Um, gain on efficiency automatically when you know the uh, your, your team members so um yeah absolutely and i'll add to that and i keep repeating this but uh, software development is a team sport mm. um a uh well a, a team that is well organized but consists of mediocre players will always outperform uh individual star players um on the field it's i, I think you know, you could, uh, you cannot argue against this. Well, well, you could, but you know, um, 
so Miguel, coming back to 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 our definition of what is a product team versus a project team. One of the things you said was okay, the longevity or you know how long people remain in the team. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, Matt's question was, you know, uh, what if people join and leave? You know, the idea of my grandfather's axe. Um, it's uh, yeah, my my great great grandfather he left the axe. Okay, and then my grandfather actually he he changed the the wooden handle. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then my father actually changed the the iron part. But it's still my great grandfather's axe, right? Uh, but although all the parts have been changed. Um. I think um, if you know the team, all the components and all the people can change inside that team, it wouldn't have an impact if it's you know happens gradual enough. Mm-hmm. But there is this uh, thing that also Matt pointed out was like the the synergy of when the the right type of people seem to come together. There is this extra power up you get. Right. You, yeah. It it creates more than the 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 individual like the sum of the individual parts, and that's that's an awesome team. Um, also, I would agree that adding new people to this to this orchestra, you know, like imagine a team as an orchestra, which is a, a very nice comparison. I think if you bring a new player, they need to sort of work their way in. I suppose, like, get to know their their uh, the, the people that are also there. And this brings in overhead. So if you do it too often, mm-hmm. you're going to yeah. pay for that. Like, the the, co- like the the bonus energy you create by having a good team, like, if you constantly switch people, you're going to eat away from that by, by the overhead. Um, and I'm just thinking out loud, okay? So feel, uh, feel free to poke holes in this. But um, how does this... The idea of a of a well functioning team that's all around for a long time and everybody knows each other, and they work, they create a lot of bonus energy by being fine tuned onto each other. What would prevent this team from doing project work? It's a good question, and I I want to make here a difference between I think everybody or I hope so know what is a missionary and a mercenary. Let's say mercenary a missionary. So we have, there is a, a famous sentence also from a popular Silicon Valley venture capitalist, which uh, funny enough, being so popular, I don't remember his name right now, but uh, he says something like, yeah, in product teams, you need missionaries and not mercenaries, right? So mercenaries, there are people that they are paid, let's say, or they are put in to do some stuff, then they do the stuff and then they leave, so same as a squad. So, okay, I have to do my stuff here. I don't know each other, I have to do my work as good as I can, and then I leave. When you are in a product team, let's say, these people should be missionaries. So with missionaries, I mean true believers in what they are doing. So they, they are committed to solving problems, let's say. What I said before is not about uh, just creating feature without any sense, like, okay, do A, B, C. No, there is a, a belief behind you are trying to solve problems for your customers, not building features from, from whatever channel from your company is coming from. So solving those problems for your customer needs a, a context, right? So context, I mean, a product vision, strategy, and business objective. So also, they need to be given those. In a project, probably also they have. I'm not sure. But uh, it's very important, the context. It's very important also that the people in the team are missionaries. They are believers in what they are doing in a long-term creation of value, let's say, of product. 
and so you believe this is maybe easier um, because it's a it's a product instead of a project. And you know, like let's imagine a project team that are being you know sent from one project to the other um, could be within any context. But uh, the the only the only constant thing within the project team is is the team itself. I think whereas the the other constant in the product team is the team and the product yeah. so the product becomes part of the team whereas in the project the tools are part of the team the members are part of the team but what they're building you know it, it just changes all the time there's like a machine you know be, being moved around yeah. whereas the 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 other one the, the the what you work on is is part of I the constant to... therefore you you create I want to give you yeah. an, an analogy. Maybe it's a bad analogy, but I'm going to try, okay? I give a lot of examples always. So I, let's say, hire somebody to paint my house inside a room, and he made a very crappy job. So I say, man, I, I'm going to paint myself. So I believe the guy who painted my house didn't paint his house in the same way. So he's a mercenary. He's paid for doing the, his job, which is, yeah, I'm going to paint the room of a random guy here. He did it. He just did his job, but the details and the long term, like, no, this room is has to be perfect, you know? So he didn't care. He just has to paint. And okay, not everybody's like that, of course, but it's when you are doing something for yourself. So I see the product, like the, the team is doing something for themselves because they are accountable for it. They are owners of this. They are not like a project, which, okay, they have a terminology like, okay, you start mm -hmm. this date, you finish this date. We need to deliver. No matter how, we need limited amount of money, some scope, and time. So we have to go for it. And when you're running out of those resources, you are start cutting. And then, okay, you can play with those three, right? Would it be time. fair to say that uh, in the way you describe it, you see a project team as a team, not as individuals, um, leaning more towards or becoming more over time, more mercenary-like? than uh, the, the product team, because the product team has, you know, because what they're working on is a constant in the team. It's something they carry around with them and they think about it and they talk about it and they have visions about it. Whereas the other ones say, I'm just doing my job, you know, and they might be very efficient at what they do. Is, is that a correct interpretation? Yeah, of, but of, it's, of it's because of the nature of the project. It can be a project they last for 20 years. So, okay, it's more like a product we could even say, but the project normally they are not that long time so they are max one year let's say two years if you want to extend a lot so they do their job and this team is dissolved so if they are for example i don't know to say lucky enough but they will put them together again to do kind of same project could be but then will be completely different context so it's not they are not following a vision they are just doing the thing to be done deliver and that's it finish let's go for the next when you are in a product team, you are building something that you know that the step you you take now can have or will have an impact in your next step. And yeah, this is long term, let's say. So you, I don't want to say you need to watch out what you are doing, but you really need to move towards yeah uh, the direction that a vision of a product marks you to go, let's say. And this vision, it's owned by the team. In a project, I don't think there is a vision. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I want to. So you know, you, you put the element of products. Well, you, you define this this awesome team as being a product team. Um, and could it be that you would have a team that's not specific to a product, but they simply work together all the time? 
So they go almost like mercenaries, but they don't go like one person, right? They go like as a team. And they're like, yeah, give me, what's your problem here? And say, okay, we have this, this, this. And they tackle a project in that sense, but they have that that that, um, synergy. that synergy we spoke about. Yeah, the synergy, they have it within them because they work together all the time. Could we say these, are guys, these guys are a, a product team <laughs> in a sense? Um, uh, and and the actual, what they need to, to, to do, the details of it is irrelevant because they they can, you know, they do, they get the job done basically, and they don't have the 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 the, 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 um, um, the what I'm looking for the the overhead the overhead of of having to learn about one another having to um, obviously they might have to learn about the project itself. So could you could you have like teams like that? Uh, would you say that say, those are like almost like product teams and they're, they're good yeah, for sure. The, the the only difference is that they don't have a product owner or product manager in the team, let's say. And I don't think even they're a product analyst. I'm uh, sorry, a product designer. But uh, it's not about the composition, which is a very important factor. But it's more about the outcome. So in a project, you have outputs, so you need to deliver outputs, and then in product you have outcomes, let's say, and also. In a, I don't know, I, I don't know many project teams that they are they have room for innovate, let's say. But in the product team, if you don't innovate, mm -hmm. then yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You can you can you are finished, you know, because at the end the product you need to innovate. They are expecting from you to solve problems to the customer in an innovative way. If you are bringing something that many people bring to the market, yeah, okay, it's one more. So it's not that. The funk companies like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, they are so successful because they are bringing same as everybody is bringing to the market. They innovate. They are bringing something different. Yeah. And hey, I, uh, can I, can I uh, sort of pick up on that? Is So imagine two teams, the A team and the B mm -hmm. team, mm -hmm. and they are identical also in composition, except that you know one has a product uh, manager, the other one has a project manager, uh, and one doesn't have a designer, etc. But they're actually identical twins brought brought up in in exact same circumstances. So both team would be very efficient in in this scenario, and uh, they have extreme good synergy. They know how to use their tools. They know how to rely on one another. They complete one another. They create synergy. They create this bonus energy that we talked about. But one of them has ownership over a product and from what i understand from what miguel is saying is the ownership of the product and if they have the liberty to you know to, to claim that ownership and the autonomy influences the way these people look at their work now one of them you know the one group is like, okay we're, we're just doing our job you know uh met like you say that you, you get pulled in like a tactical squad team you know go uh, figure out a very efficient machine, but you don't feel like whatever you're working on is is not your source of pride. The source of pride is the efficiency with which you work. You're like, yeah, we, we deliver on time, you know, and acceptable, you know, I'm not going to say uh, bug-free, but of uh, acceptable quality. We deliver on time, you know, within budget and of acceptable quality. Uh, whereas the, the, the other team, they are more focused on what it is they're building, right? 
they would have a completely different look on deadlines than the other team. They would have a completely different outlook on polish. They would have a completely uh, look on little uh, Easter eggs or like little cute things in the app. Uh, is is this sort of a correct interpretation, Miguel? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Indeed, uh, at the end, is as I mentioned, all about vision, right? So you have a vision or the product manager or the chief of product or even the CIO also can be in the vision for the product. And then it's about giving this vision to the team or to the teams and making them ownership of that. So they deliver on this vision. And the project is mostly about, yeah, it's, it's about delivering outputs that I say always, they they don't deliver outcomes. So it's, okay, I have to deliver A, you deliver A. We deliver in time, scope, and money. Yes, as you said, congratulations, that's their pride. But in the product is, okay, did we solve the problem of the customer? Yes, no. No, okay, we need to iterate. We need to, to find better ways. And then it's also, as you said before, also kind of a team sport as well, because then you put all the team together to try to solve the problem that your customer has. And then you have interaction from the product manager or product owner. You have interaction from engineers. They bring their vision, their ideas, which I always say that if you are using your developers or your engineers only for coding, you are using them 50% of the time because they are in touch with the latest technology. They are a rich source of new ideas, of new ways of seeing the things. And then, of course, if you have your product designer also on board, then, okay, can be the nirvana, if I can say this word. And then is when you come all together, like, wow, let's do this. In a project, you have things to do. You have tasks assigned. You are most of the time not allowed to innovate let's say if you can innovate you have your scope okay you can innovate from this point to that point you cannot go out because then you go out of scope and the project change then if the scope change can be the money assigned to the project change the time change and the customer is not going to be happy because they want a they're not asking more than this so they want that they want their thing finish in a product normally i think was um, the cio of uh, apple which also I forgot his name right now. Uh, not Cork, the, the new one. Uh, Steve Jobs, sorry. Steve Jobs said also once that uh, the customers or your users, they don't know what they want till you tell them. So they are going to bring a lot of ideas. Yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that. But actually, okay, which problem they want to solve? Maybe they they don't know actually what how to solve the problem. They know the problem, but when it comes to ideas to solve the problem, uh, yeah, I don't think we should listen too much our customers, let's say. We should work with them, but not listen to them because then you will finish with something that completely, <laughs> completely, yeah, crazy, let's say. Or I don't know if this uh, answers your question or... Well, mm-hmm. let me put it I, this I have way. other um, questions, though, but I'm going to list, uh, let Matt... Yeah, to, I want to kind of answer that question before we, we jump to the next ones. So... I think I think the, the one one key element here between the two teams, um, I think, which is what probably was um, buried in, in what um, Miguel was explaining, is the heart. Now you can have a team with a lot of skills, um, a lot of skills, a lot of capabilities, uh, good synergy, but then they have that passion, you know, that passion to say, I'm going to deliver at this product. This is my baby, you know, and I do my best, you know, I go beyond and and be creative and, and well be creative but do your best you know do beyond uh, just to get stuff done 
that you might not have in a short-lived team, right? Now, if you talk about the two teams you described, uh, Earl, you said you have two teams. One is working on product, one working on on, uh, on project, but they, they're really the same. They're kind of identical. But, but I would argue... But all things same, eh? that means also the longevity, okay? So Because I know one of the things that uh, Miguel said that I really cast aside is the fact that project teams uh, tend to be you know less long-lived. It's like they do one year, two year, and then they're dissolved, right? But in my example, well, it, they they were yeah. also also the, like they were let's say twenty years on both. That's extremely long time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think this is what would would be defined in my opinion as a product team in the sense that their product is not the project. Their product is the offering that they do, which is a continuous, a continuous go to any project and 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 and, and handle it right. And that's offering itself. That's the product itself we're talking about here. It's not the yeah, final I agree. That's building. also what I said. That's exactly, you know, yeah. I, I, for, I maybe I formulated it wrong, but I said what they're proud of is their efficient execution. That is the yeah. product they offer. You know, somebody calls yeah. them like, we need efficient execution because we're in a lot of trouble. Like, the helicopter comes in, they're jumping out, like, coding everything, compile up, done. And that's what they're very good at. But whereas I wouldn't say one has the heart or lacks the heart, I also wouldn't put a value judgment on project a team is better or product team is better. it's just different things right uh sometimes you need one sometimes you need the other mm-hmm. depending on what the company wants to do depending on what uh, the people want to do um so um i'm absolutely not saying that one is better than the other i'm just saying once you're in a long long-term uh team and like you said somebody gave you something to work on it automatically becomes your baby because you start getting attached to it and then starts also, that's why I said you start thinking about, you know, like the polish in a different light. Like, oh, what if we, you know, put this a little, you know, a little a corner that's a rounded corner that's a bit more rounded or less rounded because that's the thing you do. That's your job. Your job is working on that product. Whereas if you're in that project team, people ask, what do you do? Well, I'm in this, you know, we're, we're the SWAT team. We solve like tons of different problems. Then that's what you do. I think it has a, it, it has, it probably has a, uh, an enormous amount of impact on the way that people actually approach what they're working on. To, to Miguel's point, I think that's that's what he's trying to explain to us now is if you give people this ownership over the, the, the baby that they're working this product they're working on, it's going to change the way they approach their work even, I think. And their commitment. Huh? And their commitment, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean like if you're on a project team and you're an extremely efficient, well-owned machine, kudos, that's also commendable. But this is a completely different uh, subject here. And this is, you could be, like you could have a, a really bad uh, product team as well, right? We're yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are really bad at what they're doing. Yeah, yeah always uh, good teams, uh, bad teams. Of course, uh, they are good project teams, bad project teams, good product teams, bad product teams. Of course, the, you, you can find all kind of flavors in the in the in the sense of uh, of the teams, right? But the the thing is that you need to follow up those things. Of course, then if you need to do adjustments for whatever reason, then you do them and yeah. You expect that is going to grow. Okay, of course you should put capable people, right? We are, uh, we. I mean, we 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 know that, for example, if you put a product manager, we know it's capable. Engineers, we know they are capable. Product designers, so we expect the best from them. When you put them together, okay, let's see how far this team is going to to go and the way they solve the problems to the customer. Because at the end, is is solving problems 
through an interface, which this interface is the product itself. So you are iterating and then you are building this product, which is growing together with you or with the team, let's say in that case. So I could say that, for example, coming back to what Matt said also, in the project team, it's kind of, okay, I want to do a project and then you put together the people that they have the best skills because you want to do as fast, cheap and good as possible. Then you are going to put the best of the best in the team. Maybe they don't know each other, but you know, individually they are working really good. So, okay, you put them together, they deliver the thing, finished. In the other part, let's say, of the of the scope, of, uh, of the spectrum, we have the product team, which probably they, as individual, don't have the best skills, but all together they are really strong and they kind of cover the lack of skills of each other, let's say, as a whole, that they are they have everything in the team to deliver, let's put in that sense. And also when there are problems, when there are challenges, the helping each other is also a factor that plays a role here and makes the team stronger because they are growing together. Don't forget that they are not for one year, six months. They know they are going to be together, let's say, forever. They go in pension together. (laughs) They go in pension together to Alicante. So, I mean, it's... (laughs) So, you you need to have this in your mind. Like, when you put the product people together, a product team together, the mentality is, okay, we need to we need to go this down. Find the right matches. Yeah. I I, want to ask Matt a question uh, from this as a starting point. Do you think there are people that are inherently uh, more uh, suitable for a product team versus more suitable for a project team or is it just something like you come in like sort of like a stem cell and the the culture will uh, massage you into being what it is or you think no some people are, will flourish in product teams other will flourish in uh, project teams um i think the personality of the person plays a big role uh, that's one uh, so there's that's the first thing the first 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 thing i mean i can give an example of um a a plumber I encountered in my life a long time ago. The guy is really, really skilled, yet he does not like to work. I mean, he had these issues. At some point, he was homeless. The guy would work just enough to get to, 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 to buy alcohol and get drunk, and that's it. And he wouldn't work for the rest of the week. And the guy is very well, skilled. you could say that's uh, <laughs> a mercenary, man. People. <laughs> a mercenary. <laughs> so, so people like this, the skill is there, right? But there's no the, the commitment is going to be obviously shaky, right? You cannot count on them. You have to almost to drag them to the work site and and have them start to do the work. Um, and if he didn't finish that day, then good luck, you know, getting him next, right? So this is these are not people for 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 teams, right? And and life is difficult sometimes, right? So uh, each one has to. Uh, I'm not saying like people do this um, on purpose, right? Um, but so. If you're going to build a team, that's going to be difficult, right? So you do have to find that the first thing is the personality, uh, that's that that spirit of people wanting to 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 be in a team. They believe like when you have a uh, a team with with multiple people, you can achieve more than you do individually. Um, some people don't like to work in teams, for example, and it's also that's their way. So you do have to have that good personality. You do have to have the skill, and you do have to have the culture, obviously. So the culture, I think it needs to encourage, um, put the, put the, the, but hold on. The, if, 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 you're, if you say like some, some people are simply not made to be in a team, yeah, but they wouldn't fit in a, in a product team nor a project team. So 
I'll, let's forget about those. I'm just saying, like, people that are suitable for, like, they're nice people. They're good to get along with. They're dependable. But do you think there's inherently, like, you could have people that would not flourish in a product team versus absolutely. In a project team? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. You could have people that would get bored of a topic or of a something that, you know, in a, in a, uh, in a quick, you know? So, you know, maybe some people do not believe in a product. You try to put them in a product team, but they don't believe in that product at all. And these guys will simply, if they stay, they are not comfortable and you're not going to benefit from what Miguel was explaining. Like with people like really, mm-hmm. they, they feel ownership. They're not going to feel ownership. Maybe they don't, you know, uh, I know I know you could say, like, again, I could give the analogy, well, there's a cop, right? They, they, they see your speed, they give you a ticket, but then when they get into the car, they also speed. You can you find those, right? So does that give you what well, they give you the person that does his job, but it doesn't believe in it. Mm-hmm. So wow, these that, are that's such a that's such an excellent example. I I hadn't heard that one example. before. I'm gonna I'm this gonna have to a, think about that one uh, a lot. <laughs> this is I'm not not I'm not to to, to bash the cops what or, or police. No, no, right? I, but, but I I don't think it as an example of of the cop, but I I see it as a more of an abstract thing like. Do you do you do what you preach, or do you only preach, right? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Well, I, I can go beyond that. It's like you know, you might go to a Catholic uh, priest, right, to get uh, marriage uh, <laughs> marriage advice. The guy never got married, right? And again, is he fit to give you advice? Probably. You know, yeah. he doesn't have to go through the experience. So you have things sometimes that you, they don't belong in you, but you can preach them. Or you can uphold certain things because you have the discipline to say, yes, I have responsibility to do this. I will do it. Um, I think also but, it's coming a bit from, sorry to cut you, but from uh, a bit above from, from the vision, I think. So if you have a strong vision, this can be a buy-in for many people. That in the beginning, they say, okay, maybe I'm not suitable for a product team, but the vision really engages them. Because who of us, if... Now we get a call from Apple, from Netflix, from Amazon. They say, hey, man, you want to come working with us in the product? I think everybody who is involved in this will say, yeah, for sure. I mean, those are the big companies. And why? Because we know the vision. We know they have a purpose behind. And then we we believe in this purpose, in this vision. So I think this is a pretty important thing as well when creating product teams. It's not just for the sake of creating teams, but also should be, as I mentioned before, a a product vision and a product strategy where the people believe in that, and then is when everything can start rolling a bit. Well, I think I think you so you bring a different aspect now. So the the big companies, by the way, for example, if you ask me, do you want to go to work for this big company? Uh, I probably would say no more than I would say yes. By the way, yeah. But okay, that's that's another story. You know, I'm not here to talk about my preferences. The thing is, now we see that companies these days they try to attach, oh, we are green, right? To kind of, you know, some I'm not going to say they all fake it. Some are truly they they want to have a uh, uh, kind of like a, a reason, like a vision to say we're doing a bigger good than just the products we do or just the the, the professional gathering that puts us together. Um, so is that does that help? Well, it might help. This is where we said the culture could help keep people or give people that that reason to say yeah i am i am i am a good i'm in a good environment here okay mm. um i belong with this group you know and i'm comfortable enough that i'm just going to focus on the product i have at hand i will do my best and this product i'm doing is it's look at the benefit of it and you can then do more 
right? You tell someone, well, what product are you working on? Or, or someone asks you, what product are we going to work on? So I'm like, yeah, we're going to make this bomb that's going to simply like drop it and just wipe out, you know, the whole population. Well, a lot of people are not going to want that product. They're not going to be a part of it. They're not going to feel even comfortable working on it. There's no ownership that you're going to get out of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it helps. Even when you go to some offices and you find this, this uh, I don't know, like uh, either parties or different colors, different banners hanging. Well, these are small things that I think contribute. Uh, maybe the small, small... Um, they small, feel identified also with the environment. Indeed, this is also, I think, very important that you feel identified with the, with the purpose, as you say, that you are, I don't know how, how to put this, but you feel welcome, let's say. If it's what you what you mean, like you feel welcome in the environment, I say, oh, okay, I like that. So yeah, it's it's also part, but it is also kind of psychological effect, if I can say about how how good companies are in marketing to attract new new people, for example. But it's what you say as well with the with this uh, weapon uh, <laughs> uh, factory, let's say that. You, yeah, it's depending how you how you communicate, right? It depends how you communicate what you want to do and for what. So probably the way you say now, nobody wants to work for that company. Yeah, I, I think I think the yeah the same way you would you would market a company, you market a product. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you could have marketing for for the type of employees that you want to attract, obviously. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. Um, so uh, I also yeah. yeah sorry no go ahead go ahead no so I wanted to say also I was uh, you had another uh, program about uh, the remote working and I think also it's a important topic for for product teams that they have to in my opinion come together as well and I think it's a bit what you are saying now that we're talking about uh, the environment in the company and so on. I say yeah but we're not going anymore now to the to the company we're working from home so. The way that the people come together maybe can also play a role the, after the COVID-19. Like, okay, how we're going to work now? We are all working remotely. It's an extra challenge because I, I truly believe that uh, the teams, they, they have to come together physically. You know, like they really need to sit next to each other, take lunch next to each other, so build a relation. Now, for example, with uh, the new way of working, let's say that we have with COVID, it's going to be an extra challenge because you need to communicate via via Teams, via Slack, or via other channels, let's say. And this is going to have an impact that is going to be an extra challenge as well for, for, for the product teams as well as for the entire companies. So this but also... Imp- for project teams or what? Yeah, same. Oh, exactly. Oh, for, every, for everybody, I think. But, you know, this uh, product team, I see more like a kind of group of people, even like friends, if you will, so that they really are sitting and working together, like seeing the screen of each other. It is very important to collocate teams and put them together. In project teams, same as in a company or even in other department, like, I don't know, sales or marketing can be the same, right? Because they are working together. But this COVID-19 or the way that now we are working remotely is also new. So I don't know how it's going to affect that as well in the way or in the dynamics let's say because the magic you know happens when you work together physically is when the, the ideas come when you can interact with each other you have a whiteboard and oh okay you have these ideas that they come when when all the minds are together okay i don't necessarily agree with 
everything you said, although I and know there is... I do want to challenge that as well, by the way. Uh, okay. I would actually say you are right for our generation. But I think for mm-hmm. the newer generation of people, they don't care that much. And we saw the seeds of this in, in even my generation in, what, uh, in esports, in computer gaming. We saw clans forming with people from all around the uh, the world being in the same clan and in competitive esports. Um, you see it in open source technology uh, uh, development, which is distributed, and you have all of these, you know. But of course, tools like uh, Git, for example, help a lot in in those instances. But there's also a lot of fighting. But communication doesn't happen with people in the same room. But what you'd rather say is people with the same vibes. I would say. More than making a distinction between people working remotely or in one room, I would make the distinction between mercenaries versus uh, missionaries. So these missionaries, when they're on a mission, they don't really care about being in the same room as much as working on these ideas. But um, I think Med wanted to say... Yeah, I, I, what I, one point I want to highlight is this. Uh, a, team, a team can obviously can achieve more uh, well, the the sum of the of the elements, right? Some of the members could be more than the the total that you have, right? But this is for things that are known, like what's being planned, and 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 not for the creative things. I think we have history has shown us has shown us that um, for anything that was creative, mm-hmm. this, these people were yeah. alone. And they were not just alone. They were like not working in teams. They were like lonely people where they went or dictators. And... <laughs> this is actually Maybe. this is actually something we discussed in a, in a previous episode as well about uh, game design, where we said, okay, yeah, like if you do a game as a team, like the the direction, like the the art and and the story, it will be really really bad. Whereas everything that's exceptional, we, we comes from we see comes from. A very tiny group of two people, three people, or mostly just one person coming up. Like, uh, so. Well, I'm I'm thinking of not like not dictators, dictators, but really like uh, Einstein or Isaac Newton or or or, or the likes, you know. Which you know what they. they <laughs> no, I'm sorry, by dictators, stuff. I didn't mean I didn't mean like uh, you know you know the, the, the yeah, historical yeah. dictators. I mean somebody in the team like Steve Jobs. Because he's a yeah. well-known yeah. example. He's like, I don't care what you think. Thank you, but we're going to do what I am because I know better than you. And that's how you, you know, you, you get. Okay, you have a whole team, but yeah. there is this one person. It's like, no, I have a vision, and this is my vision. I'm going to do this. Um, this is what what they were saying. The vision, yeah. Somebody has to bring the vision. Can be the product manager. Can be the chief of product. Can be even the CIO. But to make this happen, if you don't have a team that they believe in this vision, and you do, you are not able to put them together following the, the same vision and contributing with their skills to make this vision happen, you can have the idea, but it's never going to be materialized, I think. And you can see in many, like you say, Steve Jobs, for example, you have also Elon Musk, same. You have also Jeff Bezos. They have great ideas, but also they have great teams behind. If they don't have this, those great teams behind, I don't think this will happen. And if you see how they started all of them mostly, were in a garage, very close to each other, and bringing these crazy ideas together. I know that we have to work on top of each other, but bringing those brains together, kind of there is a synergy, a match. I don't know how to explain, but a matching happens in the room. Some 
energy comes together and then the ideas start blooming in a different way. So yeah, let's see now with the, with the new way of of working with Corona, what is going to happen? Maybe it's going to be better. Eh? Maybe we have more time for for ourselves to think deeper. I don't know. There is no still hey. any evidence, I would say. Um, you know, we're, we're running toward the ends of, of, of this episode. I just want to ask you, uh, Miguel, uh, would you mind uh, coming back to the show and we discuss, like, uh, the we, we, we see this episode as an introduction to what is a product team. And we touch on a lot of, like, philosophy, project team, etc. But could we go more into, like... Um, the well, how would you say it like the the aspects of a of a product team um we do like a follow-up session and explore this uh direction more sure will be will be a pleasure we can you know i i read a lot if i may i would like to if you want i can recommend a book anytime i'm in your show if it's okay. Well, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Our people to... I don't want to make any publicity here, but uh, for example... Uh, Is it your now own book? <laughs> no, I wish, I wish, man. <laughs> I don't know, you see, it's... Uh, I'm busy with this one uh, right now. Can you read the title? Because people yeah, sure, not... sure, sure. I'm going... It's just to, to show you. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's called Sprint, but has nothing to do with the sprints we know uh, about Scrum. It's about... And who's the author? Yeah, it's... Uh, Two guys actually that they were running GV Google Ventures, so Jack Knapp, and um, the surnames are quite difficult to pronounce. John Sedatsky. Yeah, if I may, but it's called, it's Sprint. called Sprint. There are people from uh, Google Ventures, and yeah. it's not about uh, the typical Scrum sprints. You say, no. what, what? What do they mean then by Sprint? The title? It's uh, solve big problems and test new ideas in just five days. So it's kind of. Uh, Design sprint, I could say in that sense. I didn't finish the book. Actually, it's the beginning, so I cannot really tell you much. But it's really, really, really interesting. At least the first capture, and it's kind of a calendar in one week. What you have to do for run these ideas. So it's when you are starting your innovation, like you are in this loop of innovate, iterate, learn, and so on. Then I think it's really this really can help you because the Google Ventures are a group of people that when Google was buying a company, they were going there and they were teaching them that's how you are going to innovate. That's how you are going to get into the market. So basically they were teaching them how to innovate, how to get faster. Coming back to what I said that before the big fish eats the small fish. Now we saw mm -hmm. that don't, don't happen. The fast eats the slow. Hey, Matt, uh, before I ask Miguel to um, give us a recap of the show and a, a final statement, Miguel just, you know, said some things that, you know, like, teaching people how to innovate. Don't you think that's, like, a mind-boggling statement? Because you think, like, I would think, you know, before hearing Miguel say, it's like, innovation is like a talent. Either, you know, you have it or you don't. And Miguel is sitting here saying, no, you can teach, you know, the, it, it's proven that you can teach teams how to be innovative. Uh, are you shocked as I am, or are you like, no, no, I, I you probably knew this? I, I am. No, 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 I am. Because to me, it, I'm, I come at least for myself, not like I have a uh, the innovation bag. I said, I'm just gonna keep it here. It's not, you know, <laughs> keep it in the in the closet, right? I don't, you know, no one. Need, no, no, it's uh, it's it's difficult, especially especially like when you say uh, something you cannot get with with an, with an order, right? With a uh, at the command oh yeah give me now now innovate no 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 wait five minutes from now ali 
wait sorry, now mm-hmm. innovate now innovate you know. now yeah <laughs> but I, I do i do see i do see it's it, it's known that some uh not the first in this case some big companies that when they acquire other ones they go and they implement their processes their processes have shown have are proven to to give uh, certain success certain results so they tend to be successful in this kind of way so you acquire a small company you apply the you acquire it at first you apply your processes in, in place which might include uh, uh, teaching new ways of doing things for example it might include tools it might include a lot of things and then after a little bit you see that this small company is producing at a improved uh, at a higher um, outcome um, to innovate um, yeah it, it, so the word to me yeah the word innovation or to innovate it's it's a um, it's a special word because it gets may have misused. to change the the word from uh, teaching to coaching because you can manage the the system or the processes as you met uh, well said but you cannot manage the people right you coach the people to innovate so it's kind of putting the the ingredients in place and then if i give you for example ingredients to cook a spanish dish called tortilla de patatas you give to me you give to Matt. they are we're going to make different tortilla right at the end it's a tortilla but for sure mine will be better because i'm spanish and yours will be a bit worse right so <laughs> it's this same as uh, innovation we have the same ingredients here it's up to you how you mix them how you cook them you will get better results worse results yeah it all depends how you manage them and so yeah. basically what you're saying you could teach uh, Matt how to make uh, tortillas patatas uh, yeah for sure we can give it do... you can't just give him the ingredients you can also you know you gotta hey uh, I see actually I, this this is like a topic on itself so we need to the tortilla yeah. topic yeah <laughs> uh, and then we do the tequila one Miguel uh, just like in 60 seconds can you give us a like a little recap of the show well, I don't know if I'm going we talk a lot so let me <laughs> Let me think. So I would say create a team of uh, missionaries and not mercenaries because the missionaries are the ones who are going to make your vision happening. They are true believers and they are going to be engaged with with yeah with this vision and then you will get great results. That's what I can say. Okay, um, Matt, uh, Master Matt. Do you have a final uh, like a closing statement? No, I think I think he summarized it even really nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, it, it, well. it makes total sense. Um, yeah, I would agree with it as well. <laughs> okay, hey uh, Miguel, where could people find you if they were to if they want to contact you? Uh, well, they can reach me out uh, LinkedIn, uh-huh. in Miguel A. Uh, from Angel Fernandez, or I have also an Instagram which is not related with the topic, but I like cook and travel, so you can find me as not just food, and then you will see my adventures in there. Uh, actually, one of your followers, it's a pretty surprising uh, Instagram <laughs> account. Like you, you have many followers. How many followers do you have on Instagram? Uh, no, 7K or something like that. It's not too many, you know. I not get, I don't get paid. Uh, I don't get lot. wine for free. But man, I, nobody sent me anything for free, you know. So it's, I'm not an influencer yet. So. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> not hey, yet. Uh, my, yeah. name, my name is Errol Baikal. You can find me on uh, Baikal, B-A-Y-K-L dot B-E. I forgot to ask Matt, I think, but you can find him, Master Matt, you can find him on MadMatt, M-A-D-M-E-D dot com. Those are lazy people again, everybody at home. Thank you for listening. Stay lazy, stay chilled, you know, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.